Well, hey, Ellie. We're so glad that you're here. Hey. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here, too. Yeah. So I'm going to mix up with you, Caleb. All right. And I want us to play Two Truths and a Lie. Have you ever played that before? Yes. You yes, have I have. I already have mine written down, so you, I'll give you a few seconds to think about yours if you want. Wait a minute. So or I do you want me to go first? I played it various ways. Okay. So explain the rules to everybody that's never played it. Okay, so what you have to do is you have to think of two truths that may, like, be like stump somebody yes so i'm i like picked two that are like always stump people and then wow. one that is a, a lie mm-hmm. and so um yeah so think of like two things about you that are true that may not people may not know and then one thing that's a lie that wow you came prepared all yeah. right let's do this yeah okay. you want to go first sure i'll go first okay okay and you have to tell me which one's the true Two true ones and which mm-hmm. one's the lie? I have to guess which one is is the truth. Yeah, well, two of them are All true. Right, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, you ready? Okay. So the first one is my dad is 95 years old. Mm-hmm. The second one is I have three older brothers, and the third one is I was born in Muncie. Those all seem so real. <laughs> all, that, none of them like, oh, I was almost committed, or I was uh, assumed for committing murder or something crazy yeah. like that. Those were all, oh, you're, well, you probably, I don't know, you probably have three brothers. I feel like being born in Muncie is, is not an unrealistic thing, Ellie. Oh, jeez. I'm going to go uh, with the lie is that your dad is 95. Incorrect. Oh, my God. What is it? Yeah. But the lie was I was born in Muncie. Oh my gosh. I wasn't born in Muncie. Where were, where were you born? <laughs> I was born in Illinois, in Peoria, Illinois. Illinois? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So I'm not a true Hoosier. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, get out then. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now I have to go, geez, put me on the spot, Ellie. Um, all right. So, two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. I was born in Indiana. Um, I. Have always loved. Um, I've, I've always loved Christian music, and and I have kissed a fish. I'm thinking number two is the lie. What was number two? That you haven't always. That you um, have always loved Christian music. Yeah, yeah. That's the lie. Yeah, that's the yeah. lie. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that, I'm that, good is, that is the lie. <laughs> It's just, I forgot what I even said. <laughs> you should have like, written it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have had cards, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Okay, wow. Yeah. What a way to start. Okay, yeah. thank you. I thought You're that ready. was a good icebreaker. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. El- or Ellie. Emily, uh, Emily Scoglin right now would be proud of you. She's all about the icebreakers. Icebreakers, she yeah. is. She is indeed. She's the icebreaker queen. Yeah, she really Absolutely. is. So, Ellie, you were born in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So some of us that might not know you or like um that might be new to the jar so um you were actually like the youth director at one point way back in the Disney, right yeah i was actually the jar kids director for maybe like a little under a year and then um i when um derek young gave up his like his position as being youth Mm -hmm. director i was the interim youth director so i was basically both Dawn and Rebecca at one point. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, when we were still at the Y, um, but it was it was a pretty short season because um, they hired Dawn pretty quickly um, in between there. So um, yeah. So c- kind of explain that for me. So like, how many years ago was that that um, that transition happened where you got brought into yeah. that to that role? Well, let's see. I um, 
I graduated in 2016, mm-hmm. I believe. And so there was kind of a little bit of overlap there. I was still, like, student teaching when um, Chris kind of, like, asked if I would be interested in doing um, the JAR Kids director position. Yeah. Um, so they kind of, like, held off and waited till I was done student teaching. Um, so I think it was about... Uh, like the spring of 2016, because I think we got married like a few months after that, for um, after I started. You and your husband, not you and Chris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Chris. Yeah. Immediate regret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, all right, gotcha. So 2016. So yeah. So that's really interesting. So coming, because I, I want to take a couple steps back for you know for people that don't know you as well. So coming from, and I didn't know that you were from Illinois, obviously. Yeah. So coming from Illinois to Indiana, when did that when did that process like way before in, even coming to the jar like. What was that process like? How did that come to be? Yeah. So, like I said in the beginning, too, like, technically, my dad would be 95 years old, but he actually passed away um, two months before I was born. And so, my mom and him were um, married and living in Illinois when um, he passed away. She was seven months pregnant with me, which is crazy. And um, she was teaching at a college there in Illinois, and... um, so when he passed away, then she had me in Peoria, Illinois, and uh, she, um, I think we stayed there until I was about one, but um, she applied for a position at Ball State because mm. um, she was a college professor um, when I was born, and so she packed me up and our two dogs and moved us to Muncie, Indiana, and <laughs> that's where it all started. We moved here, and I was about one, and... Wow. Uh, she started teaching at Ball State, and um, she taught at Ball State f- until I was about five or six, I believe, and then she um, ended up at Taylor University, and so she's been there ever since wow. for 20, 25 years, I think. This wow. Will be. So, yeah. So when, like, moving into, into Muncie, so, like, how... I mean, how long was it before, like, your did your family attend the, in, attend the JAR, like all of your life or yeah so actually my mom um started going to college avenue right there on ball state's campus yeah Yeah, the methodist Um, church right? yep and that's actually how she met dave my stepdad um through a singles group there and when i was four and he was a baptist and she was a methodist so then they decided well let's go be presbyterian so (laughs) we started going to um started flipping coins what are we gonna do because she's like i'm not gonna be a baptist he's like i'm not gonna be a methodist so they went they they met in the middle yeah that's awesome uh so we started going (laughs) to westminster when i was young i was probably about six right after they had gotten married and then um my sister, I believe, went to the JAR for a few years, um, kind of, I think, maybe when she was in college, from mm. what I remember. And then, um, so I went to Westminster basically my whole life until um, my sister and I ended up moving back in. She's my stepsister, but gotcha. moving back in with our parents in 2013. And she was like, hey, do you want to go to the JAR? And I was like all right, because I had just moved back from Indianapolis, and I was just like, sure, why not? 
Um, and actually, Chuck Mock was preaching that day. And I was oh, like, wow. they keep talking about this weird Chris guy. And they like yeah. had his like little floating head on the screen, all this. And I was just like, this is really awkward, but I really love that. <laughs> Do they worship Chris? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and I loved the, I loved the <laughs> worship music. And like, yeah. like literally people were in their pajamas. And it was at the Y. And like, I grew up Presbyterian. And so it was like, you can't even clap. And like, I, if I wore jeans, people like looked down at me a little bit. And so I was just like, this is my kind of place. Yeah. Cause like, I got tattoos, I got gauges. Like, yeah. I'm not the typical, like, looking person. So, right. um, yeah. And then I was like, well, I got to come back the next Sunday and see about who this Chris person is. Cause he wasn't there. And, um, my sister and I actually ended up going to a uh, worship night when mm. Derek Young was leading it. Right. Um, and I think it was like somewhere downtown Muncie. And I was just like, this music is amazing. So mm. we started going and that's awesome. Gone ever since. <laughs> there seems to be like a reoccurring theme with like sweatpants yeah. or whatever. Like that's like a thing that sells it for most people. I yeah. don't know. We're just going to have to like do some sort of like due diligence. <laughs> like, so yeah, some sort of like campaign yeah. like to research data on what is the deal with sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it seems to be a real thing though. So yeah. just know all are welcome even if you want to wear Come sweatpants. Come as you are. Yeah. Gage's yeah. tattoo sweatpants. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, Derek used to wear those like super tight skinny jeans mm-hmm. and all this, and I was just like, anybody awkward. can wear anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, even their even their uh, worship leaders wearing like clothes yeah. like I would wear. You know, yeah, like absolutely, it was awesome. So yeah, you do never you. look back. You yeah, do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so being kind of um, in the, I assume kind of in the church for most of your life. Yeah. Is that okay? Oh yeah. So without. So I've talked about this uh, kind of on the podcast before and just with other people throughout life. Like, I was uh, kind of in the church throughout my whole life, but I would say, like, um, you know, there there were definitely defining moments for me where it's like, okay, I want to go a little bit deeper. And so before those moments, it was kind of like I, I would easily consider myself, like, quote-unquote, like a lukewarm Christian. Mm-hmm. Were there, uh, I mean, if you're okay with kind of asking it, were, uh, were there moments, were you, like, in from the beginning, or was it, like, kind of a stair-step process for oh you? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's to find Christ is what I'm, yeah. what I'm asking. Because I know that's, like, people that might be listening to this, people that might be new to uh, the JAR or a church in general, or just new to the faith thing. I think yeah. that's that's always on people's minds. It's like, okay, well, you yeah. know. It's like, all right, I, I'm considering accepting Jesus. Is it sunshine and rainbows coming right. down the street, you know? Right. So No, not at all. It's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it is yeah. truly a roller coaster. Yeah, I uh, I was baptized, or not baptized, but I accepted Christ in my heart when I was six years old at, like, VBS. And wow. I remember Vicki Williamson. She was the one who, like, led me to Christ. And I still, like, her son and I went to school together. And so, like, I still credit that to Vicki. She's awesome. But, yeah, yeah I, I remember that day we were in the gym and... Um, you know, I just kept feeling like, even as like a young kid, like, oh, I, I need to, I need to reaccept Christ this Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. like I like cheated on a math test or I like said bad things about my friend or whatever. Right. So I need to reaccept him, you know? So I feel like I was like that all through my, um, like elementary years. And then in high school, I think I had my first sip of alcohol when I was like 14, mm. um, and just partied and, 
did not care at all, but then would go to church camp in the summer and just get like on this high for Jesus and be like on top of the world and then come back down and just like go do the same things, you know? So, yeah, and I did that um, all through high school basically until I would say about my senior year is when I kind of got myself together and I was playing volleyball and um, getting ready for college, and I knew I was going to go to Taylor then, mm. so I was like, well, I need to get my life together if I'm going there, <laughs> uh, which is not true, but uh, yeah, and so uh, I actually went on my first mission trip when I was 18 years old. My mom and I went to um, the Yucatan in Mexico, which is oh. basically you get on a plane ride, fly into Cancun, Mexico, and then get on a bus for two hours where you see men with, like, machetes Mm. thrown over their arms, and you can't go out at night. And, yeah, we were literally in the smack dab in the middle of the Yucatan in a tiny village, and these people were just, like, beautiful, just amazing people, like, didn't care about what I was wearing, didn't care about my past, didn't care about anything. Like, they affected me more than I affected them. And to this day, I still say, like... One of the best things I ever did in my teenage years was go on a mission trip because it takes you out of yourself. I think teenagers are so, you know, all of us are so wrapped up in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And just to get out of that space and that realm and see, like, there are other people who have, like, way more, or, like, with their faith and have less physically than I do. And they're just living these beautiful lives. So, yeah, that was amazing. Um, what were the what were the villagers like? I mean, outside of being, I assume, humble and strong in their faith, but what what were what were their like routines like, like day to day? Yeah, um, I mean, even I think most of the time their focus was just finding clean water. Wow. Um, I think one of the villages that we had went to had only had running water for like two years, and this was in 2010. Mm-hmm. So it was just crazy. Like they would. Um, just try to find clean water. They would, um, like, cook and clean and spend time with their families. A lot of the kids went to, like, a little um, school in the village. Um, Everyone had their part. They were all, like, some would, like, build. Some would um, cook, you know, like, some would go find the water. Everyone had, like, a job role in the village. So that was just really neat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then when I was at Taylor, I was only there for a semester and then dropped out and (laughs) took a year off and um, thought I could do it better. So I uh, started going to Ivy Tech, kind of was living like a bland life, doing whatever, and then moved to Indianapolis, continued to live a bland life, didn't go to church, didn't really, like, didn't do anything bad, but just kind Mm -hmm. of was like... I'm I'm doing me, you know, like yeah. I'm cool, like I'm 21 now, I can do whatever I want. Because <laughs> with the territory, right. Ellie, 21, right. you're cool. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Just living my life like this, you know, plateau, and not really doing anything really bad, not doing anything really good, and um, but I really started like getting deep into my art and um, really started like finding a new like depth with God because he's Mm. like the most amazing creator artist everything and so um, I just kept feeling like he was telling me I have more for you Um, and so I just kept feeling these whispers that 
um, he wanted me to go back to Taylor. And so I went back to Taylor when I was 22 years old. I was the same age as our hall director. <laughs> so I was living in the dorms with all these 18-year-olds, and I was 22. <laughs> Did they make you feel old at the yes. 20? Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Because I yeah I had a similar experience because yeah. I went as like a 22 year old as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's like there's not much of an age difference, but man, they make you feel like you're like 75 years Absolutely. old. Absolutely. Well, and I had two apartments by myself, and then I'm living in the dorm again with this little 18 year old, and I'm just like, this person doesn't know anything about life, <laughs> which is rude. And me as a 22 year old, I know everything about life. I know everything. Life. Obviously. Ask me a question. I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it was right. great to um, come back and I still had my ups and downs at Taylor you know yeah. I mean Josie can understand yeah. it's just like a little tight knit community and um, you know a lot of things that don't matter matter to people and a lot of things that should matter don't matter and right. so it's just a little jumble but yeah didn't uh, you said you were uh, getting your bachelor's still now mm -hmm. right and you're 26 yeah why yeah. do you say it like that what <laughs> well because you can kind of yeah. understand you're a little bit older yeah. than some of your you're still getting your bachelor's now and you're what 26 26 that's close to 30 <laughs> Caleb oh and by the way before I respond to that shots fired um <laughs> Ellie's not talking to herself. Josie is over here in the corner. So oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you just referenced Josie. Hey, Josie. Josie is helping us with the podcast. She's awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, so, actually, listening to you kind of talk about, um, uh, you know, like, Taylor, Ivy Tech. So, I had kind of a little bit of a similar journey. So, um, I, I ended up going to, like, Ivy Tech right out of high school because I just... I was like, I, I felt like I, it's what I needed to do. Smart. I really didn't care about... Yeah. I mean, I did care about going to college, but I didn't have, like, um, a, a purpose when it came to, like, career. Like, I yeah. wasn't focused on a purpose. Like, yeah. I, I really wasn't. I was just like, okay, it's just what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll go to Ivy Tech for a while, and then I'll decide. And just kind of in a roundabout way, I ended up going from, like, Ivy Tech to Ball State, back to Ivy Tech, and I, like, finished my associates at Ivy Tech. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit. Now I'm 26, going back for Bachelor at IWU at yeah. Indiana Wesleyan. And so... No, I think it's awesome. Like, there were four different things, though, so it wasn't, right. you know, kind of had a flip-flop. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. I was, like, over here, over there, mm -hmm. up here, down here. When I was at Ball State, though, I was, I, I was 21, and I had turned 22. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was, yeah, no, I might have been 22 turning 23. And so I, I had classes with, like, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds. Yeah. Um, and never in a million years had I, well, not in a million years, more like 23 years, <laughs> had I felt old. Like, yeah. I never felt old in yeah. my life. And uh, they're like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I just turned 23. And like, oh, my gosh, you're old, yeah. man. You're old, man. Old. You're old, man. I'm like, first off. We're like, you don't have to keep calling me man. I get yeah, it. We're, I get you know, it. Chill like, out. I get it. Chill. <laughs> chill. Uh, but I had never, like, realized, like, yeah, they might view, because I didn't come fresh out of high school. Right. And so. Right. Yeah. So I, I never knew that. So anyone that goes back to college, we're with you. Yeah. We, we understand your your struggles. Yeah. So. Well, and I think there was a lady who was in her 40s that was in one of my classes at yeah. Taylor. And I just thought, like, I just have such a, like, respect mm -hmm. for people who just like want to better themselves yeah. and like that's amazing no i didn't mean to say it like yeah how dare fired. you how dare <laughs> no, you i think it was i think it's awesome yeah, i'm almost 30 <laughs> sure four years away from thir no. i am 30 yeah okay all right <laughs> what's well, wrong you with 30 you have a bachelor <laughs> well, degree <I'm> already <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway yeah 
Jeez. No, but I think, I, I really think it kind of comes down to, like, perspective, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I probably would have been the same way if I was, like, fresh off the boat from high school. I'd be like, oh, you're coming back to college? Wow, you're so old. But no, I love what you said. It's all about just trying to make yourself better. Absolutely. So if, you, if you're ever considering it and you just feel like you used the word, like you felt like um, you were receiving a whisper from God. Yeah. It's a real thing. And really I was actually is. wanting to ask about that. I mean... And I will in a second, but like, if you are feeling that way, do it. Like, Absolutely. we're supposed to better ourselves. We're yes. supposed to, you know, walk through the fire, face the challenges, and keep going. And yeah. I, I feel like, to some degree, we are challenged with that. Like, we're oh, yeah. we're charged with that spiritually. Yeah. We're supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to just be complacent, complacent yeah. in life. And Great. so, anyway, you heard those whispers, and I, I actually want to ask you about that. So, how mm-hmm. did you? Um, kind of receive that and then were was there like a period of like discernment yeah. where you were kind of like deciphering okay well what do I really need to do this or yeah well, what was that like yeah it was actually really hard um because it was almost kind of like a I don't want to say like spiritual revival but it was almost like an awakening to be honest with you like I feel like I just like snapped out of it like God just like started like speaking to me and I actually was listening to Joel Osteen on the TV in my apartment okay. in Indianapolis because I didn't have a church but I was the like happiest, I, the happiest preacher ever yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you can yeah. do no wrong yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's yeah. crazy but um, in a good way but uh, I say there's probably people listening right now they're, they're like, like I'm going to attack Ellie how dare you <laughs> next Make time I see her yeah. Yeah. yeah don't attack Joel <laughs> yeah, wearing no, like Joel Olstein t-shirts <laughs> with his face on there yeah. we love Joel <laughs> yes coming after me with their yeah. pitchforks pitchforks and yep. torches yep Sorry, guys. Sorry, Joel. Uh, <laughs> but I do love him, though. <laughs> but, yeah, he was just like, you know, I think I remember his specific thing was like, you need to listen. If God is telling you something, you need to listen right now. Mm. And I was just like, whoa. Um, and so I was like, I just kept having these, like, visions almost of, like, viewing myself back at Taylor. Like, literally, like, in my mind, like, viewing myself on the physical campus and I like talked to my mom and I was like, listen, I would that even be a possibility for me to go back? Because I feel like I burned a bridge, you know, like mm. I had tuition remission because my mom's a professor. So it was yeah. like free, basically. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of like feeling a little guilty. Like, can that even happen? And she was like, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> like, she was like, yes, let's do this. I'm in, you know. And um, but yeah, I mean, I just kept praying about it and just like. Um, kept focusing on this one verse that actually became my like life verse is um, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so I would just meditate on that. And um, I was actually dating my like high school sweetheart Mm -hmm. at the time. And he was living in Indy with me. And um, (coughs) I ended up feeling like I needed a fresh start. I needed um, to wipe the slate and that God was just like, you need to move home. You need to break up with Devin. Mm. And even though literally every single person on the planet would have probably bet a million dollars that we were going to get married. Um, well, they would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> they would have lost a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> but sorry. yeah. Sorry. Maybe it's too soon. I don't know. Oh, not yeah. at all. Okay. You didn't not seem to receive all. that well. <laughs> well, because my stepdad still calls my husband Devin. Oh, That's man. <laughs> That's rough. What is, what is your what's your husband's name? Shannon. 
Shannon, you're better than that. Don't worry. <laughs> you won, Shannon. You, you won. won. <laughs> you won. Don't worry about Devin. <laughs> God told Ellie no to Devin. <laughs> yeah. He's married, has his own kids. Like, yeah. good for him, you know. Like, good nothing bad happened. It was just like... Good for Devin. Yeah. Good, good, better for me, but... Sorry, continue on with, <laughs> continue on with your story. I just ruined your God story. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, but... uh. No, it was good. I I felt like God was just like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to deliver you, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to make whatever obstacles in the way, like if you do what I'm calling you to do, everything's going to be fine. I'm just, everything's going to work out." And um thank God for God cuz yeah. He like plucked me out of the pit, you know. Not that I've been perfect since then, of course, but yeah, I you know, I just I think that he brought me to it so he brought me through it so that's awesome yeah I love that speaking of wipe the slate clean you had a wipe question that you were asking before yeah. we started the podcast yeah and uh, I think the world needs to hear it the so, world needs to hear so it so what, what is your what is your wipe we're gonna get back to the God stories but the wipe story this is equally important right so basically we talked about doing like an icebreaker right so if you're if you're an old person going back to college you can use this yeah in so any up, class to break the ice, okay? So, are you a folder? Are you a gatherer? Are you somewhere in between with your toilet paper when you're wiping? So, can you explain this? Because it sounded like uh, like you're hunting for elk. Yeah. There from it. So, <laughs> so explain what explain explain what they're doing with the toilet paper. Okay. So when you pull the toilet paper out, if it's flipped. <laughs> On top, uh-huh. right? Because that's top. the right way. Can't go under. Can't Absolutely. go under. Has Gotta to go on top. top. Mm-hmm. If you pull it out and you get, you know, your ten squares or whatever, wow. do you take it and do you fold it nice and neat mm-hmm. and then wipe? Right. Or do you pull it out, gather it all together and without a care in the world, mm-hmm. then wipe? Or is it somewhere in between? Do you kind of mm. like fold it a little bit but kind of like gather it and make it yeah. kind of like... Or like a two pieces, one's kind of neat, yeah. and then the other is a little crumpled. The rest of it's just crumpled, or? Well, I got questions with that. First off, which one are you? I'm totally in between. Totally in between. Yeah. Okay, good, because the questions really long. They, they really fell in. The, <laughs> they really fell in the middle one there. So the in between, in the uh, in the upside down world there for the the people that do a little bit of both. Yeah. If you get a couple. First off, the the one that's folded clearly, like folded straight, how mm-hmm. many squares are we talking? Like ten and then five? So it's like you're folding five on five? or? Well, I don't know. It depends on how big your hand is, right? Yeah. Because, like, that's my hand point. would probably be two two squares. Right. So two on two. Wow. So, yep. So you, if, if you have ten squares, you have a... You got <laughs> quite a lot. You got, you got a Jenga wad of toilet yeah, you're good to go. You don't need any in between. No. When you're using you're one and done, boy. When you when you did something like that, ten squares, I was like, you're good to go. You're yep. gonna be, oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I'm probably just like a neat folder. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, the um, what was the second one? The the what is it? Gather. Gatherer. Gather. You just like bum, bundle the, it all up. Yeah, you got to watch out for those people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little scary. You right. said there's room for error. There is room for error for <laughs> sure. Yeah, there there are literal holes in yeah. that story. 
Yeah, yes. so you don't. Yeah, that would scare me yeah. too much. Yeah, so definitely the the neat folder. I'd have to, or maybe in between. Like you know, you yeah. might have to go back for more. Yeah. Uh, on the overside of the toilet or the toilet paper or whatnot. Yeah. Nick, yeah, sometimes so. it just depends for me too because if my two year old is in there with me, like mommy, mommy, yeah. mommy, mommy, and I'm just trying to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just gathering. Yeah. You gather and go. But when you gather it, do you try to like fold it neatly, or are you just like? And then I'm just, you're like, just like, but then I make sure all points are covered on the hand. Yeah, no errors. I would be the same. I'd yeah. be the same. I could, it would still have to be somewhat of a glove for yeah. me. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just. Uh, I I don't. I'm not strong enough in my faith to do it. <laughs> uh, to do it with just, with just gathering it like that. Yeah. So. And we're um, old too. So who knows? Yeah, the air, the the margin for error gets larger and larger. Sure. Year old. Yeah, like vision, like vision wise, <laughs> memory. You don't know how many uh, you know squares you have. Yeah. You might think you have more. It's a great point, but it's good to know for the people that are going back to college. That's Absolutely. that's always an icebreaker to yeah. make you feel less old. Yeah. So thank you I, for bestowing that. I, so maybe we should do our own podcast about old people going back to mm-hmm. college. Survival guide for yes. for oldies. We've got them all. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, on that note, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about like um, how how you kind of went from hearing and discerning those whispers back into college. And so, I, I know it was kind of a journey back and forth before then, but um, going back to Taylor, what was that like? Yeah. Did you? Because it, I was surprised. You said it was only what like a couple of years there, right? From yeah, when about you dropped year, out. Uh, two and a half years. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you went back to Taylor, were there people that you were actually with, but now they're, like, in an older grade? Was that yeah. What was that dynamic like? Yeah, I was supposed to be a senior <laughs> when I went back. Well, you went back as, like, a sophomore or something? Hardly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I yeah. had a lot of yeah. stuff that – and and they worked with me a lot with in terms of, like, transferring. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I uh, – yeah, everyone I was there with before that was, like, in my freshman class were yeah. all seniors – high and mighty and I was on the low end of the totem pole but then yeah. older than everybody yeah. <laughs> basically was it the same major or did you change your major I never declared a major when I went there gotcha. before um but I was just focusing on like studio art when I was um at um, well at Ivy Tech I did more general but then when I went to Indianapolis I was studio art um, mm-hmm. which is not so far off from art education is what I ended up getting my degree in from Taylor um, but there's a lot of moving parts with that because you have to take all the education classes and all the art classes so mm-hmm. it's just like it's just a huge major yeah, you know? sure. it's like way bigger than just a straightforward right. program right yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy so you end up finishing there mm-hmm. at Taylor yep I did about a lap and a a lap and a half. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I really stuck to my guns, and my mom, bless her heart, she's in the education department, so she mm. really helped me um, catch up in terms of education classes. And then Kathy um, Herman was the head of um, the art education program, and she is amazing, mm. and just like really worked with me well. And um, I took summer classes. I did um, independent studies. I you know, worked my booty off and yeah. I graduated in um two thousand well, I my my last class ended in two thousand sixteen. But I ended up walking in two thousand fifteen to graduate across gotcha. the stage. So that so was cool. A year after I graduated high school. Yeah. So I graduated <laughs> high school in two thousand ten. <laughs> so 
<laughs> what that was? That was just a way I could sh- I could fire shots back at you. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Making yeah, me feel yeah. older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Whatever. All right. <laughs> so out of out of college, um, where how did you uh, meet your awesome husband, Shannon? Well, that's a really funny story too. Actually, so yeah. we both went to Burris. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, K through twelve. Um, but he is four years older than me, so when he was a senior, I was in eighth grade. Wow. So I always knew who Shannon McCormick was. Little yeah, let's say in an, another way, too. So when you were, what, uh, not born, he was four, right? right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you were not born. Yeah. <laughs> Before you were born. Yeah. Yeah, I also say uh, it's... Uh, it's dark time, too. <laughs> dark time? I, yeah, I don't say it's nighttime. I typically say it's dark time and then realize, oh, I'm an idiot. It's nighttime. So, <laughs> your kids yeah. are going to like go to school and be like, is it dark time yet? <laughs> is it dark time? It's like, oh, you're Caleb Ferguson's son, oh, aren't you? Oh, that's oh, who you are. Well, buddy. And then tap him on the helmet. And yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shannon was this big, bad basketball, baseball star mm-hmm. at, at Burris. And so... I only had heart eyes for him when I was this little chubby eighth grader, and yep. he was this huge star, you know. Sure. And then, literally, our cra- our paths did not cross at all until 2015. Still have the googly eyes. You're like, Devin's old news. Yeah, old news. See you later. Come, He's come already here. married off by then. Come here, Shannon. <laughs> I'm a free agent, boy. Yeah, I'm a free <laughs> Sign me to your team, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I literally locked eyes with him, and I was with some friends um, in the village, and he, one of the friends I was with is a mutual friend. His name is Greg, and he was mm-hmm. he's two years older than me, so, so he's, he, old Greg. He's, he's in between me and Shannon's grade, so he knew Shannon, and I, and I knew Greg. Mm-hmm. And Greg was like, hey, Shannon, blah, blah, And I was like, is that Shannon McCormick? And he was like, yes. And he was like, Shannon, get over here. She wants to meet you. And I was like, oh, my, what are you doing, Greg? You're an idiot. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't meet this I would this never person. want to talk to Shannon, Greg. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And literally from that night on, it was, wow. like, we started dating. Like, I had no eyes for anybody else, and neither did he. So, wow. Yeah, and then we got married in 2016, and so That's we just awesome. celebrated our fifth anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Last, last weekend, so. That's awesome. Yeah, crazy, craziness. No, that's awesome. My, uh... So my fiance, yeah, is, she. We also went to the same high school. She was uh, a grade above me. Never talked once in high yeah. school. So, yeah. Um, I yeah I often tell her I was like because I don't think seriously I don't think we exchanged one word in high school to each other yeah we just ran around in different circles and so I often tell her that um, that is the reason it's an, it's basically our entire relationship up to this point has been an elaborate prank that I've been waiting for like when April Fools runs by basically <laughs> that like uh, I <laughs> getting getting her up into the point of where we almost get married and then I tell her that it was because you never talked to me in high school yeah so yeah we're almost there and Jamie if you're listening to this it's April is coming next year so <laughs> <laughs> wait so are you guys getting married on April first no we're okay. actually getting married in March or no we're getting married in June. I we got in, uh, engaged in March. Oh, okay. March. That's I, awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there is time. There is time. You have time. There's time to make it work. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> now, is she a folder, a gatherer, or in between? You're going to have to find out for it the before this The first time I ever happens. even heard this in, in, incredible 
conver- like conversation piece was right now. So yeah. you better believe I'm going to have to ask. Oh, yeah. I would have to imagine she'd be a folder. Yeah. I have to imagine. she's just, Yeah, she's just way more organized than yeah. me. And I can't imagine that somebody that's, like, pretty organized and, like, really... You know, up to snuff, like yeah. up to snuff with like uh, time management. Sure, would be like a gatherer. I could be wrong though. Yeah, I've been wrong about a lot of things. Yeah. What about Shannon? Is he a gatherer? Or is he? A oh gatherer? gosh, I don't even know. Is that bad? Well, I mean, you've only been married five years, not fifty. So it's I true. Mean, I feel like well, it's true. I've not you know, had to wipe his butt yet. That's what I'm saying. But it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Oh, he's like, he's like, no, that's not the way I would fold it, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're going to have to ask him yeah. <laughs> when you're back on the podcast. Oh, man, I should have asked him before we Absolutely. got married. You should have asked him. What am I him. waiting yeah. for? Yeah, that that was like a, that's like an icebreaker when you first meet. So, hey, yeah. by the way. So, yeah, so from from uh, getting married with Shannon, so, like, were you, were you not going to the jar at this point? Or did you guys end up going after you guys got married? Or yeah. Where we, were you at with that? <clears throat> I... I was still, um, I had been to the jar the entire time, um, and it's actually funny that you brought that up, because I, I had completely forgotten about this until just now. Um, actually, his dad and I went to Jamaica together a month after me and Shannon started dating. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, his dad and I had been going to the jar together for years and years, but he went to first, and I went to second, so I just never knew him, and his name is Shannon also. And so we, like, when I, after I met Shannon, my husband, Shannon, he wasn't my husband yet, but he was like, so what are you doing this summer? What what plans you got? You got anything going on? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go to Jamaica in, like, next month on a mission trip. And he was like, my dad's going to Jamaica on a mission trip oh, next man. month. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> are you kidding me? And he was like, do you go to the jar? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, my dad goes to the jar, too. Oh, that's awesome. And so, like, the wow. whole time we're in Jamaica, I'm like, dude, me and Shannon are not going to work out. We're going to break up, and then I'm going to love his dad and, like, have all these pictures with his dad and have all these memories. But <laughs> yeah. But God had better plans. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so then my Shannon is what I call him. Mm-hmm. He uh, Shannon 2.0, right? Yeah, they call him Little Shannon, but he hates mm. that, so don't ever call him that. All right. Um, Noted, everybody. <laughs> he's not a junior either. He'll make it known. Well, he's not a junior. Was, I was going to ask, what is yeah. he, like a third or a fourth? No, he's, he's Eighth, ninth, I mean, tenth? he's the second, but he uh, won't be called junior. So, okay. He doesn't like that. Gotcha. <laughs> so he puts Shannon McCormick the second. He's the second. He's the second. But That's usually there's only a second if there's a third, and there's no third, so. Hmm. Anyway, but, uh, wow. yeah. So we went to the jar together, and Chris married us, and Mikey recorded it, and Derek mm-hmm. played the guitar and sang, and and Mikey was our he was our media coordinator yeah. for those that don't know. Derek yeah. was the worship, worship leader, leader before myself. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they were they were both there. Why not? So yeah, it was like a definitely like a jar oriented oh, wedding. Oh yeah, then. totally. And Jennifer Welch was there. She was the like volunteer coordinator for a little while, and. Emily Scoglin was there with Autumn. Autumn was just this little thing running yeah. around, you know. Like it was, it was a, it was a family affair. I'll tell you. And Emily still is is rocking and rolling here. At oh the yeah, she's our small groups director. Yeah, she's the best. You really did have everybody there, though. It yeah. was like boom, the yeah. jar is happening. I mean, there was like 300 people there, so I was like, I'm, I'm having all or nothing, baby. I'm gonna buy well, everybody I know or nobody. You're like, this is <laughs> happening. Me and Shannon, invite your friends, your family. Yep. Best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. So. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, and we went to the jar up until we moved to Alabama in 2017. Mm-hmm. We actually celebrated our first year anniversary down in Alabama. So we weren't even in Muncie for a full year after we got married. Um, But at that point, I was the Jar Kids director, and I remember Chris was like, he was like, you know, I think think it's in God's will, but uh, you'll be back. I was like, thanks, Chris. Thanks for your confidence. (laughs) But he was like... He said that to you before you left? Yeah. He was like, he was like, I have a feeling you'll be back. You'll be back. I was like, did you say it like this? Okay. Did you say it like, well, I don't know if it's between, I don't know if it's for me, God, or somewhere in between, yeah. but you'll be back. Mm, no, it was mostly just, you'll be back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like threatening eyes a little bit, like, me, me, Yeah, me, like a his glasses, like, wow, wow, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, Shannon was working at 3M at the time. He still does, but, uh, and he was on third shift. So mm-hmm. we, like, were our first year of marriage was basically like we were roommates like we didn't have i say we weren't married until we moved to alabama when he was on first shift um because i would work all day and he would work he would sleep all day and go to get up and go to work as soon as i was coming home basically so that was that was hard yeah um so alabama was this like fresh new start for us and i we were so excited to go and and create roots with each other but obviously sad to leave all his family's here. My family's here. You know, our church oh. family was here. So it was hard. But, um, man, one of the best decisions we've ever made in our entire lives. I'll tell you that. Moving to. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> we really, like, be, like knew each other. We became best friends. We found an amazing church there and wow. became friends with so many people. And, and honestly, like, hospitality southern hospitality is a real thing it is i yeah. love me the south i'll tell you yeah. that i miss alabama all the time i love me the south <laughs> i love me some south they, yeah. would, they would say ellie hey mm-hmm. ellie yeah. yeah and then when i had violet they would say violet <laughs> what's violet today <laughs> my uh yeah so like my, all my family's from kentucky and tennessee oh yeah right? so basically just through the process of inbreeding and migrating up, oh, it's just going, <laughs> just going from Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and okay. then they're like, we're not going to Michigan. Uh, so basically, um, that's that's where they landed, right? Uh, yeah. From Livingston, Tennessee, to like Dealville. Wow. But like my grandpa was like born in the sticks. He only oh. had like you know second grade education, something like that. But he would so like fun, like hooked on phonics wasn't exactly something that they had going on back then. No. So he would always say my my name is Caleb, right? But he would always go Kayla. Hey Kayla, how's Kayla. it? Going? So that my whole life it was Kayla. And my brother's name is one of my brother's names is Clifton. It was always Clifton. Clifton. That was mm-hmm. it. Clifton. Yep. Every yeah. Yep. So that yeah, I get it. Yep. Yep. So say violet though. I haven't heard that one. Volet. Volet. Yeah. I would like to hear him say vol- Voldemort today. Voldemort. <laughs> I don't know. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. This probably is offending someone. So, we, so anyway, we love you, Southern yeah. states. Yeah, we're gonna have to issue something on like yeah. the the church's disclaimer. Facebook. Disclaimer. Yeah. Like, uh, we. So, yep. So anyway, uh, going from Alabama back to Indiana. Like, what was, why did you guys move back from Alabama? Yeah, so um, I had my daughter Violet in Alabama, and um, she was about five months old when we moved back to Muncie. We really just felt like um, we wanted to be closer to family. 
um, and have Violet grow up close to her family. Shannon grew up um, close to all of his grandparents, and um, one of my grandparents um, lives in Iowa still, and so that was about seven hours, and then it was about seven hours to Alabama, and so I was like, I'm not going to do that to my kid when I had that, you know, growing up. So, yeah, we ended up moving back here December um, 2019, and then the pandemic hit, like, what, four months later? Yeah, like God like gives the sign if this was the right decision. Yeah. And then you move back and yep. boom. boom. Yeah. yeah. So wow. what a blessing. He was already preparing the way for us to have that because, um, and actually, um, they reduced Shannon's job um, in Alabama during the pandemic. So we would have been stuck in Alabama with no job and oh no friends or family around. Or, well, friends, yeah, but no family right. around. And so, wow. yeah, God was just, his hand was in that for sure. So, wow. yeah, it was so good to be back, but I miss Alabama all the time. I'll tell you what. We yeah. made some great connections there, and I miss our church. I worked for our church down there, too, so, yeah, oh, wow. I miss it a lot. But so, Was it, like, northern Alabama, southern yeah. Alabama? Yeah, northern Alabama, so it was Decatur, Alabama. Okay. So it's about yeah. 40 minutes south of the Alabama-Tennessee border. Yeah. So I can make it to Nashville in, like, an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was beautiful, and yeah. the people there are just otherworldly they're just amazing so yeah but it's good to be home and thank god that he provided for us Mm -hmm. you know to come here so yeah there i can't think of his name right now there was um like uh i think it's maybe it's the 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 clippers like he he's an nba team owner and uh he he's written several books but something he was sharing on like a as like a radio talk show that stayed with me was he was someone that like moved away from his parents and then like as he got older in life as he had kids like states away right Mm -hmm. as he got older he realized it's like wow you never really see your parents i mean you can talk to him every day if you want but you never really see your parents yeah and then it just like hit him one one day as his kids are like you know six seven eight um you might see your parents in those situations like once or twice a year Mm -hmm. and let's say your parents are already up there in age so let's, you know, if you're in that kind of situation and let's say they only have like 10 more years, you're really only seeing your parents like maybe 10, 20 more times. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, before they leave this world. Right. And I never even thought about that situation yeah. or that, that kind of circumstance. Right. But, I mean, I don't think most people would until you are in it. You know? Right. But, so it's just inter- interesting that you kind of brought that up. And it's just, it, it is really cool to me. I mean, not only that you get to be a part of the jar again, yeah. but that you guys ended up coming back. And yeah. it really sounds like you were able to, like, find who you guys were as, like, uh, like a relationship. Yeah. You know, like, as a husband and wife. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, it all, like, in a triangle, like, it all, like, was for good. Oh, absolutely. And that is really cool to me. Absolutely. And, I mean, the good majority of our time in Alabama was just the two of us. We were only well, we only had Violet there for mm-hmm. five months, you know. So it, we really did. We were able to, like connect together and all that so. so what would you say is really important for someone that's like newly married um you know i'm asking for a friend because i might be married soon yeah um so what would you say is like really important like in trying to uh trying to live like trying to uh live with a someone that you're married to for the for the first year yeah yeah i think patience 100 yeah. percent, because you're both new like 
I'd never been married before. Shannon never been married before. Like right. we're brand new, you know. We don't we don't know and um, seek counsel for sure, for sure, for sure. We did premarital counseling and we did like mm-hmm. not postmarital counseling, but like I guess just marital counseling. That was very helpful, honestly, um, and I recommend that 100% to any new couple. It doesn't matter if you have problems or not. Like, everybody right. brings their own baggage, right? So it's just a way to open up communication to each other, and, and it, they give you tools to, um, you know, find out about each other and, and really just learn together and learn how to live together. Um, and then I I think I would recommend, like, taking it seriously, like, when in the Bible when it says a man will leave his father and mother and um, cleave, I think is the word, to his wife. And that is so important. Like, yes, you're marrying each other's families, but, like, really it's just you two. Like, when we moved to Alabama, it was just me and him, you know. And, like, that that is so meaningful to really – you know, have respect for your parents still, still, you know, love them. But boundaries are so important, especially when you're married, especially when you have your first kid, when you have second, third, whatever kid. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are so important and um, making time for each other and like right. everything else by the wayside. Like my connection with God's number one connection with my husband is right next to it, you know, so. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and another crazy part, too, of us moving back to Indiana is, and I thought you might get a kick out of this, is um, the house that we bought, It we talked about this the other night, but is like has a crazy background story, so I don't know if you want me to share it or not. <laughs> well, you can't tease us with something like that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Share it away. Yeah. yeah. So, what, so what's going on? With, what's up with your house? So the house is actually... Um, had a murder, double murder, and suicide. I was about to ask. I was like, is this like Amityville horror type thing? Like, did someone die? It's crazy. All right, give it to me, Ellie. What's going on? Yeah, so, well, I mean, nothing currently, but... (laughs) Well, hopefully not. (laughs) Yeah, and it was so funny when we were all together, and um, we were talking to uh, Lori Pence, who is actually, we found out, is my neighbor. She was like, oh, you live in that house? How you doing? You know, <laughs> wow. but uh, yeah. So basically, the 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 guy, um, his name is Casey Ritchie. He owned the house before us and um, murdered his wife and daughter, which is terrible, and then killed himself. So I remember because we we lived in the na- a similar neighborhood. Um, so when we lived here before we moved to Alabama, and when we heard about it, I was like. Was that in our neighborhood? It was crazy. And then we ended up buying the house. What was there like did they was there like a reason? Just like flipped out one day and I have there's been rumors, all kinds of stuff. I've heard abuse. Mm. Yeah. So um I think our neighbors and like the neighborhood was really happy to see a yeah. young family move in with a little girl and Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. that is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah, well thanks for depressing us. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, see you guys. It was big. <laughs> no, that I think I was like 18. Uh, I don't know. I was probably like maybe uh more like 19, 20 or something like this. So I had already lived most of my uh, formative years, my impressionable years, I guess, uh, in the house that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, our town hall to vote uh, in one of our elections. And, like, my dad was with me at the time. We we kind of, like, went together. And there's a lady 
<clears throat> that like knew about our house mm-hmm. that was just working there, uh, yeah. working the election, you know, and everybody knows everyone because I uh, in a small town, you know, and uh, she brought up our house and then she brought up somebody dying in our house. And I'm, like, oh, well, wow. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, like, and my dad just kind of like. Like doing one of the he's like he's like trying to like do the cutoff thing with yeah. the throat and I'm not realizing I'm like what is she talking about yeah and and then like it's like this lady's not receiving the signals that my dad is yeah. clear like I've never told my son or or any, yeah. my, any of my kids that right died in our house. yeah and and I'm like what is going on I'm like what are you talking about right now yeah. and then she's just like. I think maybe she thought that, like, the cutoff symbol was, like, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And yeah, then she just more. kept going. She's like, oh, yeah, and, and this and this happened and this and this. And then we're like, after that bombshell, we're like, all right, let's go vote now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yikes. anyway, that was kind of a shocking revelation after 20 years. So, yeah. it's, it's probably better to know that on the front side. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I know everyone's always like, are you going to tell Violet? And I'm like, I'm going to cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not tomorrow. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it is weird, uncomfortable for sure, but, like... There, there's a realness, a genuineness there, yeah. right? Yeah. But in speaking of that, of like the authentic community, you're really active with like wanting to be, wanting to grow our community here in Muncie, and, and others might not know that about you. Yeah. But can you tell us uh, a little bit about that, kind of, kind of um, as we're kind of wrapping up? Sure. Can you tell us like what what you're what you're doing currently with inside the Muncie community? Yeah. So. I have been the last, um, I think, probably about nine months, the mission team leader. Um, So basically what the mission team at the JAR is, um, we have local, we have stateside, and then we have international. And with COVID, it really just wiped out the latter of the two. So we haven't been able to do anything stateside or international. So we really, as a team, prayed and discerned, like, we're going to do local missions. We're going to really put it in our all um, and really just reach our neighbors for Christ. And what a blessing it is to be able to just love on the Muncie community, like hurting people during this time. I mean, everyone is struggling, you know. We've all had our struggles this last year and a half, but um, really being intentional about it and really mm-hmm. just, like, trying to find, like, what are the needs of our community? What what can we do? How can we fill their cups, you know, because we're all, we're all running on E, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, you know. Um, so basically now moving forward in, in this um, stage of the JAR, we're actually going to um, kind of merge with another team that you're on to. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, we're going to be focusing on like local downtown Muncie. We're going to be um, trying to reach small business. We're trying to um, love on the LGBTQ community. We're trying to love um, on our fellow churches who may be struggling. We're trying to um you know, get a little bit more ethnicity coming in the doors of the jar and really just, um, you know, be be authentic to what Muncie is. You know, Muncie, there, there's a beautiful diversity that's here in Muncie, and it's it's amazing. You know, you have you have poor, you have rich, you have all kinds of different racial backgrounds, and that's one of the things that I love about Muncie the most. And, like, some people don't really like the college atmosphere, but I love Ball State. Like, I love living in a college town. I love being able to have, like, a fresh new start every fall, it seems like, you know. Mm. There's a new class of, of students around. And um, so, yeah, basically, um, we're just, as a team, trying to 
um, really just reach our community for Christ. And, you know, we're in the old West End right now, and, and the Civic is, I think, kind of on those same limits um, as well in the old West End. And, like, we're here, you know, mm-hmm. and I just want people to know, like, that our doors are open, that, like, like I let those people in my house, you know, like, anytime someone needs um, closure, anytime someone needs help, the, the community basket, you know, um, if they need um, just someone to say, like, it, everything's going to be okay. You know, like, God's here regardless of what you've done, what you've been through, your roller coaster of life, you know, whatever whatever it is, it doesn't matter because we love you. And, it, like, what you look like, your skin color, um, your sexual orientation, it doesn't matter because Jesus loves you. And I have told my husband this the other day after we met. I was like, what a blessing it is. To be able to go to a church that just, like, does not care, literally does not care about any of the out, outside things, and they just love your heart and want to just love on you for Christ. So, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Ellie, thank you so much for being a part of this and just sharing your heart and yeah. and answering the burning questions like how to wipe. Yeah. Um, we thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for bestowing that upon us and the world. So, yeah. So thank you. But seriously, if, if anyone is interested in, like, being a part of the missions um, or has questions about, like, the missions that are kind of going on um, inside the Jar Community Church, what's well, kind of the best way for people to contact you, people to get a hold of you? Yeah. Um. I do a lot of texting. I'm I'm a good texter, but also email too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, gotcha. If we want to put like that info on mm-hmm. on yeah. this, that that's fine with me. I'm I'm an open book, okay, gotcha. as you well know. <laughs> well, your social security, your blood type, your cell <laughs> right, phone, right, right, right. <laughs> my home address. <laughs> yeah. if you want to stop by and see the murder yeah, house? Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, yeah, Ellie. Thanks and, for uh, asking me absolutely. too. We appreciate you. We celebrate you. Thank yeah. you. We'll wrap this sucker up. All thank right. You. Thanks, guys. Thank you.